Hi everyone, it's Sandy Cruz from Sandy K Nutrition, health and lifestyle queen. And I'm here to show you that balanced living works. This is especially for all you ladies over 40. We will cover a range of exciting topics with many special guests and I really look forward to this season. Bye for now. Hi everyone, welcome to Sandy K Nutrition, Health and Lifestyle Queen, episode 20, all about ageism. Wow, I can't believe I'm already at 20 episodes. I believe it's four and a half months of this podcast. I'm trying to get them out once a week and it's been really fun and we've had a lot of great topics women and exercise over 40, women and hormones. I mean, we've had a lot of cool stuff. I'd love you to go back and listen if you haven't. I've taken on topics such as shame, authenticity, intuition, Reiki. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes. I do apologize for my editing because I've gotten a lot better (laughs) at editing. However, the topics themselves are great. And I mean, feng shui, that's, that's a favorite. I would love you to go back, listen to that, and rate and review. So today is all about ageism. It is a huge topic. And... It's more and more obvious that our society in North America has become really ageist. I mean, in the news, you hear all sorts of monstrosities, really, that happen to people who are, I guess I would say, over 70. I have two parents who are still around. My mom is 74 and my dad is 83. Both are living in their own home, doing their own things. My father cycles from his house to my house, which is, I don't know, a few miles. He's in fantastic shape, as well as my mom. My mom's a power walker. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm happy that throughout all of the virus, they've been in their own home. And I can tell you considering what has happened in Ontario with the, um, the old age homes, I would pull them out anyway and have them live with us or whoever, if both or one of them was in there, my sister and I, between the two of us, um, just some really horrible things have happened and come to light during the virus of what's going on in Ontario's homes. I'll get into that a little later. So I had a post on my Instagram and my Facebook. It was on June 24th. And I posted a quote. A village without elders is like a tree without roots. In this post, I questioned how we treat our elders and have we done a poor job of respecting our elders in North America. I believe that around the world, there are still cultures whereby our elders are really, really respected. 
and looked up to. And guess what? They're also healthy. Very interesting. I actually did a course on other civilizations and other cultures, how they eat, how they live. Um, and, you know, they talk about the elders in their cultures and they are still respected. So in this podcast, I went pretty deep. I did quite a bit of research on how our treatment of our elders has changed, especially over the last two decades. And I am also going to refer to people over the age of 50 because that's when things start to change. So first off, let's talk about who they are. These are the baby boomers, typically born from 1944 to 1964, ages 56 to 76 years old. I certainly wouldn't call 56 elderly. However, like I said earlier, things start to change within our society as soon as you reach around 50 or late 40s. Then there's the Generation X. That's the group that I belong to. That's people born from 1965 to 1979, 41 to 55 years old. I just turned 50 this year. Then there's Generation Y or Millennials, 1980 to 1994. These people are 26 to 40 years old. Then there's the Generation X. They are 1995 to 2015. And these are ages 5 to 25. So one of the things I wanted to start with was COVID and ageism. There was a hashtag that was going around and wow, it was pretty disturbing. Some of you might have seen it. It was hashtag boomer remover. And when I read about this, I thought, wow, that really reflects the general lack of empathy in our society today. Now, the other thing that it also shows is the political anger towards that generation. And so I started to dig deep on where that comes from. And it's really interesting because they were interviewing in one article that I read. It was from Business Insider. They were interviewing many millennials on, you know, why this general lack of empathy. And <laughs> they talked about the disregard for climate. That was one of the reasons that this empathy came about from millennials towards elderly, saying that the elderly are the reason why our climate is in the situation it's in right now with climate change. They also mentioned that the elderly are taxing our pension system and that they should work longer. Don't forget that. 
right there because I'm going to circle back to that exact comment, okay? And the third reason that the millennials blame the elderly for many things and, and have a general lack of empathy towards them is because of food. They're saying that the overconsumption of meat has really put us in this overall problem of food shortage, climate change, all of these. And now more than ever, there are more millennials that are vegans. Okay. So let's get back to the COVID. So Boomer Remover came about as a hashtag in and around February or March. And these are the reasons that the millennials feel a lack of empathy towards the elderly. However, if I circle back to some of their reasons, first one being that they should work longer. Okay, when I started to delve deep on this, I found numerous studies that showed and followed people who worked professionally from age 50 onward. And guess what? 56% of people, and this is just one study, okay? One study that I followed with 20,000 people. 56% of these people were either pushed out or laid off of their organization once they turned 50. And guess what? One in 10 of these people ever were able to make as much as they did prior to that layoff or push out of their organization. So I'm like, all right, guys, millennials. And listen, I'm not bashing you. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this general lack of empathy and respect towards these millenn- uh sorry, these baby boomers because and actually generation X because I'm now 50 and I actually know quite a few people already who have been laid off or pushed out of their organizations and this started in their 40s. So, this time in their lives between 50 and 65, over two decades ago, was the biggest earning years for this age category. It was huge. You often had kids you were putting through university or college or helping. You would be paying off your mortgage and you might be helping your parents financially, especially nowadays. I mean, I know lots of people who are taking care of and probably helping out their parents financially who are in the Generation X category. So this entire argument that the baby boomers are taxing and the Generation X are going to be taxing the pension 
system doesn't make sense with what's actually happening with these people in the workforce. Just doesn't make sense. How are they going to work longer? <laughs> How? When they're let go, like 56% was one stat. I'm sure I can dig deeper and find more stats to find that these people nowadays, there's, there doesn't seem to be that whole seniority thing that used to exist in organizations. It's just not there anymore. Why is that? It's certainly not because at 50 you become stupid. No. I believe it's because organizations are cutting corners and finding out ways to save money. And keeping somebody who's been with an organization for a long time is not one of them. They could hire somebody in their 30s and pay them a lot less money. And organizations have figured this out. There used to be a clause about age discrimination in the Employment Act. I don't know if that's even in, in existence anymore. I was doing some research on that too. And it looks like it is, but somehow companies are able to get around that. And so these people are often let go too early. And then they're left in their 50s with a package that's maybe a year or two, depending on how they long, how long they were with the organization. And they got to figure out what they're going to do to earn enough money until they're 65 to retire, to help their parents, to help their kids. It's a tough situation. Another reason why organizations might be letting them go is because at 50, they're done traveling like crazy. Travel seems to be huge with corporations now. Everybody's got to travel. Okay, not lately because of COVID, but anyway. Um, so travel and, you know, really getting burned out is something that a 50-year-old might not be interested in anymore. Maybe that 50-year-old is not interested in continuing to climb that corporate ladder. And so companies want to get rid of them. They're dead weight. So... That kind of disputes that entire pension system argument. Now let's get to food <laughs> and this whole topic of veganism and how, you know, the millennials are saying that this overconsumption of meat has caused all sorts of problems in our environment. And <laughs> I personally will never support a vegan diet because I stand for balanced living, which includes eating a balanced diet. And I would argue with any vegan that it's better for our environment to not eat meat. First off, I would love for you to go and read the book, Sacred Cow. It's all about sustainable farming. I think they use another term, 
but really every single study out there, and I haven't read every single study. I'm not going to claim that I have. However, I've read a lot of studies about veganism versus (laughs) meat consumption, animal protein. And I can tell you that, first off, I agree wholeheartedly that factory farming and feedlots are horrible for our environment. They are horrible for the animals. And it's horrible to consume this type of meat. And I never support it. But none of these studies that are out there actually compare proper, sustainable farming where animals are raised humanely on grass with proper rotation, better meat. It's better meat. It's great for building the soil and mitigating effects of greenhouse gases. So all of these studies actually talk about just eating meat in general, which I find so biased. So if you're doing your research, do your research with support of proper, sustainable, traditional farming, not all animal protein. Because I'm going to agree with you that factory farming is horrible. Now, veganism, there are exponential costs of produce, including air freight. Crops are grown using huge machinery, pesticides, fertilizer, which destroys the earthworms, the pollinators, the birds. It creates a non-habitat So, this is what I'm saying, everybody. If we all just eat balanced and eat a little bit of everything and really be wise to where our food is coming from, I think that would be great. I think that that would be a wonderful solution. Now, I'm not knocking you if you don't eat meat for reasons of, you know, religion or anything like that. But I'm sorry, I do not buy eating chemical shit storms. Uh, Yesterday, I saw from a company that they're making this 50-50 burger for people to eat less meat, burger and hot dogs. So this is like literally, guys, Frankenmeat. Number one, they're using animal protein which is factory farmed, filled with hormones and antibiotics, fillers, binders, all kinds of crap. And then they're using some sort of a simulated version of a vegetarian side. And they're making it all in one. This is a joke, you guys. If you think that this is more healthy to do this and better for the environment, you are fooling yourself. Eat whole, real foods, and eat balanced. Okay, I'm going to get off that topic because <laughs> as you can see, I am so, so, so passionate about this. So, yes, to close off, millennials, I do agree that an overconsumption 
of poor quality factory farm meat is not good. But don't blame the boomers for this, please. Blame our food system. Vote with your dollar. Spend your money where it counts. Buy quality food. You don't have to eat meat every day. I'm not saying go keto carnivore. And again, I'm not knocking you keto carnivores. I'm just saying to me, it's not balanced. So I'm going to get back to my third and last point. And that is just general societal treatment and ageism. Now, I've seen horrible things in the news as of late, since COVID. There were hospitals in Italy that used 65 as a cutoff for preventing ventilators for those with severe symptoms. So it's like, okay, sorry guys, go home and die. It's really, really kind of sad. So, and in Ontario, there were elderly people who were left dying on the floor unattended by nurses and nurse aides. And now our Premier of Ontario, he is doing something about that, which is good. Something that happens in the news, I think this has happened all the time, which is horrible. When you see elderly people who are beaten up, um, they are victims of theft or scams. And I think that happens. But, you know, like, why is this? Now, why? Why, why, why? Elderly people in, in other civilizations and ancient cultures were so respected as wise. They have so much to, to, to share. Is it because even though we grow um, old and we have proven that we can live longer, is it because we live sicker? They're viewed as more frail? Maybe. I mean, dementia is is higher than ever. So perhaps they view, society views, these elder, elderly, is, they just don't have enough to offer our society. So let's just throw them in a home and leave them until they're ready to leave this world. I have a huge soft spot for elderly people. I sit and listen to my parents' stories, wide-eyed in fascination because, you know, I listen to how they grew up and where they grew up. And by the way, they grew up on traditional farms mm -hmm. where you pick your own food, you grow your own food, you have uh, animals on the farm, you, you know, it's traditional. And it's balanced. So I love to listen to their stories. And I believe that as someone who is a Generation Xer, 
I still learn so much from my parents. So maybe the other thing is, I've just thought of this, I don't know. If you take a look at Hollywood and how, you know, they talk about actors, models, everybody's aging out. I think it's getting better in that regard in that, you know, more people are working at a later age, but guess what they do? They make themselves appear as though they're not growing old. Maybe that's a factor. The viewpoint of aging and growing old is just, in general, not good. So, I'm here to bring awareness to this, to this topic, and say, hey, Start now. Start in your 50s. Start living balanced. I actually emulate the way that my parents live in many, many ways. I believe in living a life of balance. I believe that nowadays we might need a little more help just because there are things in the environment and in our food that we can't change. So we might need a little more help in that regard. But if we start now... Change that conversation, change that viewpoint that as you grow older, you can grow older with grace, with beauty, and healthfully. Something to think about. That's all for this week, guys. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Bye for now. Join me next week where I cover off more exciting topics. I hope to continue to engage you and excite you and show you that living in your 40s, 50s, and beyond can be exciting, balanced, and healthful. Bye for now.